The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. Here on this Saturday, the 3rd of August, it is uh, 17 minutes after the hour here on this um, this weekend night. Uh, sometimes we, we, we reserve Saturdays for special programming, and uh, tonight is certainly no different. Uh, uh, Tony Maynard is a, uh, is a, is a, is a longtime friend and, and uh, a bit of our family here at Radio Memphis. He's got a brand new record out called Thanks Y'all. And we're going to get into it tonight. We're going to have kind of a, a listening party tonight. Yes, I guess. indeed. Yes. First, first, first taste. The first taste of it. I don't know if, if we want to play all of it. I, you know, I, I was debating because I'm recording this, but I don't know if I want to release this because all the music is on it. But we yeah, want the, the music's in the streaming services now. So, so, so people can go ahead and, and listen yeah, yeah, to you this. Yeah, you can head and, up your iTunes and your Spotify and. Uh, yeah, and then and then go buy it too. I mean, obviously, because you know, oh, yeah. brother well, look, gotta we've eat. We've got CDs too, so <laughs> at all the shows. You're a busy guy, man. You're 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 all you're playing a lot of places. Uh, I, I do, yeah. I like to keep busy. Yeah, that's good. It keeps and, down the existential dread. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I talk to when I mention your name, they they they, they all say the same thing. It's like, man, this guy's this guy's a hell of a songwriter. Oh man, thank you. Um, I have a neighbor kind of across the street from me, uh, John Bonds. Yeah, yeah. Bubba. Yeah, we, love, we love Bubba, man. Bubba's the he's he's the shit. He's and and I told him that you were going to be on, and he's like, he goes, man, I, I I was at a show with him, and we you guys did something together. I don't, I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, what we've it was. done some recording together, and he's been he's been playing with the big old band too because Chopek's a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Chopek is uh, is well, he's another hell of a musician. But uh, yeah. but Bubba was like, he goes, man, this guy's he's got it. This is the real deal. Oh man! And if it's coming from a guy like him who's been around the been around the circuit for a minute, Bubba's yeah, Bubba's made it around. But we're, we're we love playing with him too. It's because he's got great stories and. Oh, he's he's a fun guy. He's been all over the world. Yeah. He's, he's traveled with everybody, and it didn't change him. Like no, he's still no. Bubba. You yeah, know? He's, he's you know he'll call me up and say, "Listen, I'm going to Switzerland for a couple of days. Need you look after my cat." Like, right? Okay, yeah. okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> he just sent us pictures of the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow our band group text turned into a a, a cat thread. Somehow I don't have a cat. I was kind of left out. Yeah, yeah. That's I think Brian just sent the wrong picture. Yeah, and yeah. Everybody like boom, cat so picture. Then boom, cat picture. Have you heard the story behind? His cat Parkway. I heard you had the one he found at Lamar and Parkway. He was pumping gas, and the cat hops into his truck with him, and he's like, "I guess I'm going home with you." (laughs) (laughs) He goes, "I hadn't had a cat in years." He goes, "This is the greatest goddamn cat I've ever had." You know, those are the best men. Those gratitude animals. Oh yeah. A friend of mine used to. He he drove a, a tow truck and. He figured out pretty quick that he needed a dog, so he literally went to the shelter when it was on Chulahoma and said. Show me the next dog to get put to sleep. And they pointed him out to this kind of gnarled-looking boxer, and he's like, that's my dog. Took the dog out. Dog jumped up in the seat of the wrecker, and, like, they rode for years like that. That's awesome. Just, yeah, he was just like – and he decided that day, oh, you know what, I need a dog. And then just strolled in, got this dog. and You know, a lot of times – and, you know, I'm a, I'm a greyhound guy, you know, and I, I hang out with the greyhounds over the track and all this stuff. And, and there's, a, there's a thing at their adoption kennel where the dogs pick you. Yeah, that's the best. They turn the dogs loose, and you meet them one at a time, and then and then there's a thing you know. You, you, you just know. But at the shelter, all those dogs are like, I'll take anybody. Right, yeah, exactly. You know? like, I'm not going, I'm on death row, bitch. Dance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. You know, you don't you don't know what's going to happen, but uh, and and they are they're truly grateful when they when they get to go to a home like that, and and it's and, oh, no, and, yeah, and yeah. the same thing with a with a stray cat. And he's like, I've had enough of the street life. I'm ready to come in. Right? Yeah, yeah. We've got all our dogs here. We got three dogs, and they're all 
Well, two shelter dogs that we we picked out, and then one picked us. Yeah. My daughter showed up at the house with several puppies. I have this. I was lucky enough to only keep one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tony, you've been knocking around uh, the Memphis area for forever. I mean, this is your home. Uh, Oh yeah. You're you're a Memphian through and through. You were born here, weren't you? I was. Yes. Yeah, and uh, your music reflects a lot of that stuff, and. You know, not just from what uh, Bubba says or anybody else that I've talked to, like uh, Mark Parcell or anybody else. Uh, your your music is very indicative of what it's like to be a Memphian. I'd like to think so. You know, when you hear kind of a normal guy, you know, well, I mean, we'll play it a little bit later on. Yeah. A fool from Memphis, I think, is a, is a is a good example of that uh, because if people that and people will hear this song, we've been playing it for a while. People that hear this song outside of this area, they they get this. Oh wow! This is what a magical space this is. Yeah, right, you and know, we you, live here. Yeah, and and this you paint this wonderful picture of what it's like, oh, man, and you. every every verse of that song is true. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we've heard Lived the it, baby. <laughs> we've heard the stories nah. from you too. I mean, everything from the dead guy in the in the where you, oh, yeah. you got the car mm-hmm. and all that. The dead man. Yeah, and and you you write from a very honest space and and that's that's incredible but what's what's really remarkable to me is that you have assembled a group of musicians it's just a that's remarkable to me too actually <laughs> you call it the big old band and you're thinking ah you know you got, what, you got four or five guys no you have a you have a big band yeah yeah it's like eight or nine guys Usually when we play at Lafayette, I'll get a text from the song guy. Are you bringing that circus back? I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing the circus. Yeah, of course I am, bitch. What do you? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what it is. But but that's Drawing great because circus. these are these are people that I know that they've they've been attracted to your music and your work. But at the same time, um, you kind of select them as well too, don't you? Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of like uh, it's it's about fun. It's like about fun first and foremost beyond musicianship. It's yeah. about fun. So, yeah. and I know some bands aren't like that. I mean, some bands are like you know we're going to be very accurate and we're going to do what we got to do, and that's that's one way to approach it. And I kind of approach it more from just a if we're having fun, everybody should be having fun. Yeah, the songs are fairly simple, so it's kind of like I always used to say. I kind of learned this from Harry, kind of just the Otis, actually. It's not that you need the best guitar player or drummer or whatever. You need the guy you can be in a car with for five hours and not want to kill. So That's a good way to look at it. There's kind of a lot of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm much more worried about something spoiling the chemistry than I would be musicianship. I just got lucky because I've got some pretty killer musicians. So. Well, you do. And and, and uh, all of these guys. I know Brian's here, too, as well. Uh, and we, we don't want to leave you I, in I, I'm in the groups that's tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good I just, to ride. I don't put don't, up with don't let the smooth days fool you. Well, <laughs> but it's not just... It's not just the you know uh, you know here's what I want to do and let's do it. it it's I, I get the sense from you, Tony, that it's it's a collaborative thing. You bring oh, yeah. you bring in these lyrics. You bring in. You I, know, I show up with a skeleton. I show up with I show up with a skeleton. and They put flesh on it. I mean, I, I know the chord structure basically. I know the you know obviously I know the lyrics, but kind of what I want to do. And then you yeah, say, exactly. "Fellas, take away." Well, especially when you have that many musicians going people have to find their spot yeah and it's for me i don't have that i'm not a, a guy that you know is an arranger that can tell somebody where their spot is so everybody kind of listens and finds where they go right and it, it's interesting because they come out of you know coming at it from different disciplines they're able to say like my son for instance is our keyboard player he's a jazz guy so he'll go to some part of the chord that nobody else is playing <laughs> Man, I I call it a Y chord. Why'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I don't know. Or I, Steely Dan used to call it a Moo chord. 
You yeah, know? yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. It's funny because I can, I can one of the, I remember going into Guitar Center with him when he was like 12 and he was like counting his money and he was kind of like, trying, I'm like, what are you trying to buy? He's like the Steely Dan book. I'm like, oh, I'm buying you that. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah I, I'm going to buy you yeah, that. Exactly. That's, that's education. Happening. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> this, that's, is, this is worth it. That's yeah. like, you know, if you can't ask for an apple in the grocery store, like, well, of course I'm going to get you an apple. <laughs> Of course, I'm gonna get you the Steely Dan book. And it was okay. Book, yeah. He picked up my guitar and started. He'd worked out about half the Kid Charlemagne solo, and that was wow. Gonna, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, here you it's go. Kind of nuts. Yeah. Well, it comes naturally, clearly. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And he's got the discipline, which is on my end. I, I'm more of a songwriter. I'm definitely. We've we kind of joke. I forgot. I was a. I was talking to another songwriter about that. It's like it's it's funny. Musician wise, the songwriter is usually the weak link in the band. Because you've got because your head's somewhere else. Sure. You know sure. what I mean. My head is is in a story that I tell my story. And these guys are making sure that what goes under it is, well, I, honestly, they just kind of keep their ears open and follow where I meander to. So so you, so you take a song to these guys, and you have kind of an idea, that preconceived notion, if you will. You hear it in your head. And, and then these guys get a hold of it, and they chew on it for a while, and out comes something a little different. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, is it, does it ever follow your expectations? Uh, usually it, it kind of exceeds my expectations because they think of things I just I just don't musically I don't I don't have the same fluency that they have in the language. Yeah. So it's it's kind of as a songwriter you you, you speak a lot more rudimentarily sometimes you know like well I know it's you know this is a one four five song yeah or exactly a, you know it's, a, it's it's kind of one of those this is a one four five oh there's a little turnaround here that kind of thing so I know these basics of what's happening but then they'll take and actually they're you know listening to the lyrics and kind of there's little dramatic bits that kind of actually go along with it. Right. I think this is the big thing in this band is everybody's got their ears open. Well, you guys are certainly not afraid of dynamics. Oh, no, no. We're, we're all and I, and I love that because it seems like it's a kind of a rare thing these days. You don't... Yeah, there's a lot of wall of sound going on now. A lot of guys are plugging in, cranking it up, and let's go, and they give you four four minutes and 15 seconds of, you know, fantastic stuff. But, you know, when you go see them live, it's like, oh, it's the same thing over yeah, and over. it's a thick slab of sound. It is. But you know your shows, you guys lay it out there, and it's there's a there's there's a, there's a little bit of drama that goes with oh, yeah. it, you know. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Because, oh no, no, you know, because drama totally, can be you know misinterpreted, of course. No, it's, but, it's no, it's totally it's totally on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody seems to leave space. Yeah. You know, or find the right space. Yeah. So and there's some there's some big voices be, in that be band. Quiet yeah. And back off a little bit, and then other times when to. You know, really, when to hit it hard and hit you know, hard, yeah. kick the kick the audience in the nuts every once in a while. And, yeah, you know, make, make, make sure, sure that they're there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come back now. <laughs> Y'all come back in here now. Uh, uh, Brian, you you play bass, is that right? Play guitar. Play guitar. You play guitar. Yeah. You play yeah. playing guitar. So this guy here, Tony, is a hell of a guitar player. So uh, working with him has uh, got to be pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, and you have to stay on your toes. He'll tell you it's a one four five, but it's actually a one five four. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll hear some of these things. It's like, oh, okay, I got you. I see what you're doing. I see what you crafty bastard. Yeah, there's a lot of listening that goes on. Yeah, so we do listen a lot, and we come up with different things because of that. And everybody plays off of each other really well. There's clearly a bit of rehearsal that goes into this. There, there is, and it's funny actually. More because of the, the how many of us there are and how tight and crazy the schedules get, we rarely get the together rehearsals. But we've typically actually that's one thing. Brian will record something in a rehearsal, and when we get done, he sends it out. You know, so we he have what we on did. A yeah, there's right. a voicemail on the right. phone yeah. kind of thing because it's 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 all of you know it's, it's all about making sure you know where the structural pieces are. So he'll send that out, and then we'll kind of we'll have a song list. And everybody kind of knows when they show up at the one or two live rehearsals we get. Right. They've kind of gone over the recordings. 
enough that are kind of ready to go with it. And like I said, and, and I like to keep the song simple as far as because there's so many people playing, you 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 can have all these interesting melody things happening without having to go into a lot of you know changing the structures and key changes and all those things that you do in a smaller band to keep it interesting. I've got so many voices, so many distinct voices in there. I don't have to change the structure of the song to keep it interesting, so I don't. You know, you, you sit here and you tell me that these are simple songs. And um, as a quasi-musician, you know, I dabble enough. I understand enough to get myself into trouble. But listening to this stuff, it doesn't sound simple. And you've got a lot of complex voices happening. You've got a, there's an illusion that's going on here. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, as Some a, of the changes are not really that simple. Yeah, because to keep to keep it right. Yeah, I have a I have a. There's a magician act uh, that's going on over here. I have have an odd sense of rhythm because I've done a lot of like hill country blues. Yeah, so I I kind of some of my my sense of rhythm kind of harkens back to that. There's a lot of North Mississippi. Oh, there's a lot of yeah. There's red clay dirt all over. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get it at your side. There's hill country. There's there's cotton patch. There's all sorts of stuff that's happening in there. Yeah. Well, and I think that just adds to the to to the well, quite frankly, the magic of it. Oh, thank you. And I, do, I do too. Like I said, every time we get together, we're like, "Damn, I can't believe this." Well, something as simple as as your your string of videos, and we'll get into a little bit a little, a little more in depth later on. But your 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 uh, uh, your Cadillac stuff that oh, you yeah. do, you know, uh, you're sitting in there with a cup of coffee in the bathrobe, right out of bed. Pretty much, yeah. You can see. How and <laughs> and you you're sitting there, and you you tell this this lovely little story, and then you you create the song or that you've yeah the song is usually kind of kind it's of already, already done before you yeah, get there but usually they came out the same week and a lot of those songs aren't keepers but a lot of them are i mean I've, I've it doesn't matter if they are or not i don't think it is i think it's that, it's, yeah, it's not the point of the exercise it's yeah. a raw exposure of the art yeah the idea know? was just kind of like well we'll have an honest conversation to me that was the idea was that just have the honest conversation yeah because you write from a your experience and in your life in general you know um I, I equate this a little bit to a trip that I took to Florence, Italy once. I don't know if you've ever been there. I, I haven't got to go yet. You should go, uh, especially for an artist. And I went to Michelangelo's studio, and they have these slabs of marble that were unfinished pieces. So you have this huge chunk of marble and a hand, a perfectly carved hand in an arm, maybe you know halfway up the forearm the is there. Hands. And nothing else. And it's kind of creepy to see, but at the same time you see that this guy was really working on something. And, and of course, he was the guy that said that the real true spirit of the piece was inside the the stone. I had to just remove everything else away. And in a way, you kind of write like that, I think. I, I, well, I, I try to get it down to the essence of what it is. Yeah. That's just that you just steal it pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 That's that's from being around working class storytellers. You can't, you know, these guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, like loading trucks with a bunch of stagehands. Guys have a way of, you know, in just a couple of minutes, really relaying a story. And some of it depends on, you know, a certain vernacular and an assumption that you know certain things because you're from yeah. a certain place. And I do a little bit of that, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's it's the idea of that. Well, you know, I've got till this truck is loaded to tell you. Yeah, what I did last. So night. let's just you know cut all I mean? that crap out of the yeah, way. Yeah, right. So we're gonna cut all this other. Yeah, let's get right down to the nut of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. And and well, music has always been like that. I mean, at least it's good music. Right. Is, you know, let's get to the to the heart of the matter because it's not just you telling a song. It's you, uh, or singing a song. It's you telling a story that is a little more elaborative of what your yeah, what, of what to, the yeah. moment is. You know, it's a piece of that should stand entirely. Trying to, yeah, trying to get a little snapshot of something that's going on and. I think that's the best stuff. You got to feel for some some one 
moment in time. You get a feel for it. Well, know? tell me about this album then, because uh, I'm going to play a cut here pretty quickly. Um, the album is called Thanks Y'all. No, thanks y'all. Yeah, it says it's on the back of my guitar. Um, you know, like the old Hank Snow thing. Because you, you just flip it, flip it around at the end yeah, of the yeah, night, yeah. right? And it's I thought it was a real cool thing, so I had gotten this guitar. Um, when it's funny too, that guitar has kind of a, become an emblem of the band. It's the the only time I play this guitar is with the big old band. It's a uh, cheap Epiphone, and we had a over the Five and Dime studio. Look, we had a Epiphone makes a hell of a machine. Man, this is a great guitar, and I, it's funny because it's covered in googly eyes. So you'll you, you <laughs> yes, see it. Yeah. I've seen you. You brought it down here before. Yeah, it's, the front of it is covered in beautiful in guitar googly eyes, and I got it that way. Um, uh, I traded for it, and I didn't even give it a second look because it would look like just an art project. Because didn't the guy tell you it's like you could just scrape those off if you wanted to? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it was funny because well, my wife is a is a. Uh, multimedia artist and she, she works a lot with acrylics so I'm out on the porch scraping the neck of this guitar with a screwdriver because it's got silver paint on it and yeah. this little girl painted it because it was like a it was like more of a performance art piece for her and then when she was done sure. with it she swapped it off sure. and I swapped her I had a little baby Taylor acoustic guitar that was on its last legs and I swapped her so we, we both felt like we got it was a good trade work. yeah it was yeah it was a good solid trade so I'm out there scraping this damn thing with a screwdriver my wife says like you know rubbing alcohol would take that off if you just wiped it down and so you can see there's a couple of gouges in it that I made before. My wife told me, you just the it's scarred up. A, but yeah, that's the that's story that guitar deal. tells. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I, I And I stuck another pickup on it. My, my songwriting buddy, uh, Luke Fisher, down in Oxford, yeah. gave me, um, uh, it's the where the trunk lock of a Cadillac was. when he, he, he smoked cigarettes a million years ago, and he was standing outside smoking cigarettes behind work and saw this thing kind of in the alley and picked it up and had just kind of had it for years. And he's like, you know, I was on the, he was coming up to Memphis to write with me. He's like, Man, I was coming up and I saw this thing and I knew you needed to have it. So I've got that on the guitar. It's kind of, I've just been kind of making it a, uh, I guess. Kind of a hodgepodge type Kind of thing. a mojo hand of its own, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of, and like I said, I only get her out for the big old band stuff. But and it's, 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 it's an Epiphone hollow body, right? It's, yeah, yeah. It's based it's off a, of the. Three, it's an ES333, which was a yeah. single pickup of a 335. So it's got the two F holes. Yeah, it's you know, got the two F holes, but it's, it's a fairly, fairly big thin. body. Yeah, yeah, it's a big body. It's a fairly thin guitar, and it's and it's good for me because mostly I play a lot of solo. I play more solo than I do with a band, and yeah. I play an acoustic guitar, a finger pick it. So this really gets me closer to that feel because I still finger pick an electric guitar. I just I can't hold a pick in mind. I'm hands. with you, man. I just, yeah, it doesn't feel right. I, yeah, know. exactly. So I actually playing uh, guitars like playing piano. You got to get acrylic fingernails on. done every other week, and I finger pick guitars. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, on that, um, let's grab a song off of the record uh, before we pause, and and and, um, and and let's let's hear something. Now, what do you want to do, man? Um, I'll tell you what, a, a a good good intro and doesn't have a whole lot of story to go with it, and it's a short song. Uh, do watermelon kisses. I think you guys will dig that one. What is the story behind that? Um. I had a cool riff, and it just sounded like summertime. And normally, this is not how my songs go. <laughs> it's seriously one of those things you set on your couch and went, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool. That sounds like watermelon kisses, man. But uh, yeah, no, this is actually one of those that didn't didn't have much to it. I had this little riff, and I just kind of kind of started riffing on what it made me feel like. And, and then it, it just kind of summer in the there. south. And yeah. it just kind of went from there. And then that's that's when we that, that – this song actually really was something the band contributed a lot to because we all got in. I had this – but I didn't have so much of a structure. Yeah. I just kind of had a little chromatic run and a couple of things. And, and everybody really dug in and found a part. Even Cecil kind of did a vocal instrumental part. Yeah, Cecil that. Yancey's all over this oh, record. Oh, man, Cecil Yancey is the, is the secret sauce of the big old band. <laughs> he... He he reminds me uh, so much of 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 uh, oh, oh, uh, the famous actor brothers. Uh, oh shit! Um, I 
I can't think of his name. Quaid. Randy, he looks like yeah, Randy yeah, Quaid. Yeah, yeah, he does look a bit like Randy Quaid. Without the beard, you know, just when he smiles. It's, yeah. Oh, but yeah. He's, but he, thank God he's not anything like Randy no, Quaid. No, no, Because no. Randy's gone crazy, but, you know. Yeah, no, Cecil's just an amazing person anyway. And then, he's a sweet guy. His just, story is incredible. Yeah, his, he's got an incredible story, and he's just, and that, when you see Cecil, you see Cecil, you know. Oh, yeah. There's not a mask. There's no. No, it's, it's. <laughs> yeah. I, he he pulled me aside one night. I think you guys were playing at the vault, and uh, he pulled me aside and kind of told me a little bit of his story. And it's yeah, it's a sweet, wonderful it's, story. It's it's a, it's a sweet story. It's a bittersweet story. And I'm glad you got a chance to to, to have him on this. Though. Yeah, yeah, and we like so we we do a lot of music together. So Cecil's kind of one of those guys that I mean, this you could if you if you pulled any ingredient from the record, it wouldn't be the same. But if you pulled Cecil from it, I don't know what you'd have left to be honest with you. It's. Uh, he he just brings so much soul into it. It's one of those things like if you if you make if you have like a uh, say like a recipe for red beans and rice. Right. And you leave one of the minor ingredients out, you'd miss it. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you didn't have that bay leaf, you'd be like You wouldn't yeah, know just, it if it was uh, there, but if it was gone, you would you, you would knew know that something was wrong. Right. And it just That's a good way yeah, to look at it. It's a lot of yeah, lift you with it. Can't him. do it without the beans. Can't do it without the beans. Well, here it is. Uh, it's from the brand new record. It's called Thanks, Y'all. It's Tony Maynard, the big old band. Here's Watermelon Kisses right here at Radio Memphis. <laughs>
a special presentation here at Radio Memphis here on this Saturday night, the 3rd of August, here about 15 minutes in front of the top of the hour here. Tony Maynard, the big old band, uh, have a brand new record for you uh, to go get. It's called Thanks Y'all. It's available now wherever wherever you get your stuff. Yeah. Spotify, Amazon, uh, iTunes, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. It's a good record. There's a there's a lot going on here. Um, you uh, as a uh, Tony as a writer uh, paint these wonderful pictures. Um, Thanks, man. Th- this is it's so rare, and I mean this in a good way. I I, I get so much music into this radio station that is just it's just there. It it and it, it expends its life and it's wonderful. It's it's good for what it does, and after. I don't know x amount of time it just kind of fades out of memory but what you write is always in my mind has always had longevity to it uh, you're you're writing stories of uh, and telling these wonderful tales of of life that really stick with you oh, thanks and I, and I think that's a gift that a lot of songwriters should pay a lot of attention to you know and I think this this record is a good a good example of it I mean you had the you had another record before this. Yeah, I've had. Uh, this is actually the, my fourth record. Please don't yeah. try to find the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, there's the one that we had before this one. I think it was. It was yeah, it's called No Why. That's yeah. it. No Why. Yeah. Yeah, that was a seven song. I guess it would be more of an EP. Almost. Yeah, more of an EP no, thing. There's some good stuff on there. One. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel pretty good about some of those songs, and that's where actually the band started. Was everybody that played on that record, we got together and did a show. I had no intention of being in a band again. I was like, oh, I'm too old for this. I don't want to keep up Bullshit. With people. No. <laughs> I know, man. But, you know, the things no, you tell not. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell yourself, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. This, this solo thing's great. But then this door opens and it's like, yeah. you know. Well, we played well, we that show. Played we never all yeah. played together because it was, I'd, I'd bring Brian in to do a guitar part. You know, me and uh, Chopek had done the basic tracks. Yeah. Got Jimmy to play bass. I played bass on some of it. But honestly, if you listen to that record, you can tell where Jimmy played bass. I was in a songwriting group with Jimmy, Jimmy Stevens Jr. <laughs> yeah. and he's a, you know, he's a, he's a he's an awesome songwriter. And we were we were in one of those deals where you get a word and you make a song kind of deal. Yeah. By the end of the week, and he had just one of the well, some like predictive text type of thing. Oh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, I would write something so awful and filthy, I was just terrified that I wouldn't have something else to turn in by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, but you never know with yeah. something like that. You, you never know. know. But that, that's where I met Jimmy. So anyway, that's uh, the long story short was. Uh, we we played this we played a release show for that and we're like well damn we all kind of actually like playing together and it didn't seem like a chore and well as a we kind of did it as a writer as a performer as an artist in general uh, when you when you put out a record you want it to be better than what you just did yes you know yes. there's you want to show a little bit of growth plateau at best you know it's just, oh it's just or just go same. somewhere different go somewhere different and yeah. do something and this record is really really different from that last record yeah it's 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 way different. Yeah, and I'm not even going to get into the next one because I know you're not even there yet. I mean, actually, we are. We're working on it. <laughs> you sneaky there was bastard, a crime you. of opportunity for us to go record at Sun, so we we started uh, actually making a record at Sun. So, well, that's yeah. good. That's that's real good. As a writer, uh, I may have asked you this before, but but there's I'm sure there's a lot of different listeners tonight. Um, where does this start with you? Is it is it lyric? Is it music? Is it chord changes? It's is always it... lyrics. It always starts with lyrics. I have I'll have the lyrics, and usually I'll write the bulk of the lyrics when I'm not near an instrument. Really? So that's where you... You're uh, driving down the road and go, yeah, dri- yeah, exactly. I like this phrase. This or yeah, or I'll be at work. So I have a note in my phone of just like, this is one long note, and I'll get a phrase, or I'll hear something that I can turn around, Yeah. and I'll just kind of throw them in there. And then if sometimes they start coming more on top of one another. Yeah. And then I start, so I write that out, but then I can always go back to my notes of phrases, and I can find something I kept. And then you can adjust a little bit. Because for me, it's always, if I can find a turn of phrase that actually snaps a picture... 
I have that as a as a part or as a tool to right. to insert into something. So even if it doesn't make a song on its own, I know well I've got that picture now. So if I needed the next frame to be to say this, I've got something kind of loaded for it. Sounds like Mark Knopfler. You know, yes, you know, yeah. Knopfler wrote Knopf- very similar to that. Very well, the whole money for nothing thing teacher, yeah. was 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 that. I mean, he and his wife were buying a refrigerator right. at an appliance and store. He was just kind of snatching phrases, and money for nothing just happened because he heard these guys that were watching TV going, "Look at these guys!" Yeah, you look know. at that yo-yo. Yeah, look at that yo-yo. <laughs> I never you did know. that. Yeah, I never heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he sat there and just watched these guys for like five or ten minutes. I think his wife had to drag him away, and he sees two guys. Yeah, my wife can tell you about that actually. Just <laughs> going back and forth about, look at these yuhus. You know, they're they're doing this. You know, they're getting their money for nothing and their chicks for free. And I went, holy shit, they that's just a, wrote me a song. That's yeah. a song. <laughs> yep. And it's it's a well, it was their only number. Well, I guess it was their only number one hit. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Sultans of Swing made it that far or not. Sultans of Swing, if, if I recall, peaked at number seven. Yeah. Which is still pretty yeah, respectable. Yeah, say, I'd take that mailbox money. Oh yeah. Oh, oh easily. You know, when you look back at guys like uh, Sting, um, every breath you take, I think pulls him like. Twelve to fifteen hundred dollars a day, you know. Yes, yeah. See, sales. My whole economy, I'd hide out in the woods for that. You never see me again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the the old the old thing about having a one hit, you know, being a one hit wonder is everything in the world. Yeah, you put your kids through school well, with it. it you know, it used, it used to be. be. Yeah, Nowadays, it's, it's gone now. Yeah, because now now we sit here with the internet. and We go. Um, so when's the last million record seller? And it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I mean, think about but that's that. That's all right because I think that makes room for more guys like me that oh sure to come in and do it because it's it is very accessible and the the the, the double edge to that sort is well there's a lot of stuff coming out at the same time. Well, sure, the, the playing field gets leveled yes very very quickly yes. And, and thanks to the web and and you know whether it's a radio station like this or a podcast or anything that's out there there's a lot of there's a lot of crap that people have to wade through but ultimately the cream does rise. If and, you, I think if you keep after it, yeah. Well, yeah, you keep doing, if you believe in it, that's 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 a good thing. Uh, this this record here, thanks y'all. You you recorded it in in a few different places, did you? Yeah, well, for the the bulk of it was recorded in one day at Five and Dime. Uh, could get the whole band together. Harry, the the yep. efficient man that he is. Man, that studio you can you. That's a great room. You're in there, you know, <laughs> half an hour. You're ready to cut because it's all set up. There aren't there there aren't a lot of options. He knows what works in that room. So what I did was I went and uh, finally got, got his day. I mean, these these group texts run. Oh, they're miles long. Yeah, miles long. Trying to get they're a like day a CVS when everybody, receipt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. When everybody can come. Yeah. And then, but I got to leave at nine because I got this gigs. And so you you find the longest block of time. And I went and I I got some beer and some chicken salad and shitload of ponchos cheese dip and we all just, we made this all the flavors on, did you yeah. oh yeah, yeah friendship yeah. and cheese dip yeah that's yeah that's where it's at it. that's memphis baby. actually brian i think and then we got there brian we went and got like Ron. a gallon of coffee first thing i said was there's no way in hell his coffee pot's gonna keep up with right yeah, no exactly. no there's no way they're good yeah. yeah and uh even the harmonica stuff yellow pea um, oh yellow yeah, pea oh he's awesome yeah, damien oh he's wonderful yeah yeah man he's just he's a fantastic dude and he just shows up he was down here a couple of weeks ago he's yeah he was down with cam uh yeah and I've been in here with Cam and them too. I've played some of them. Um, and that, they're, they're, that's funny. Talented dude. Oh, my God. He's he's so talented. He's just so humble. He's just kind of like he doesn't say a lot. And he's a worker. Like when he shows up, you know, he clocked in to go to work. He's yeah. He ain't there to screw around. No, no. You, 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 he turned around and he goes, yeah, it's in G. And he's like, right there. Yeah. And then and, 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 
Boom. In fact, and, he and out comes on, this uh, sound. It's... On train through France, and we actually we actually hadn't intended for it for it to happen. It's just we were all kind of grooving, and we, we, he was already set up, and he's like, you know, we'll see, what, you know, because he was going to play on party barge. That's what I brought him in for. And then train through France. Um, it's kind of a unique song, actually. Well, I'm going to cue that one up here. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 tell me about this. Did did you literally take a train through France? I, I did. I, I was lucky enough because um, I've done the same thing, and it's. It's remarkable. It's it's it was amazing. I was also hungover as shit, so that's where part of that. Came I was over. too. <laughs> yeah. So I get on this train, and I, and I was over there for work, and I, I went had, through Munich uh, to Paris by train. I did. Um, uh, I went from Liège, Belgium, um, oh, to yeah. Barcelona, Spain. Oh and my god! I had god, to change yeah. trains. I had to train change stations in Paris. I had to get on a bus. And I got hustled for like 20 euro because that was the only person that would talk to me. And I knew yeah. it was a bullshit scam, but I knew she'd put me on my bus. It was yeah. like, it was something like, you know, they have universal health care. I was like, oh, well, these kids can't afford to be born or something. I don't know. I need this money. So I gave her my damn 20 euro. I was like, all right, now just get me on this bus. Yeah, I just got to get this. Yeah, and I, I knew, I, like, I knew what I was buying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it was fine. And I, um, I but I, I did think, so anyway, I get on this train I'm, I'm there for work, but I've got a couple days in between. And, uh. I'm hungover as I'll get out because I've been yeah, well, of Belgium course, yeah, with you've a been, bunch of Belgians. You've been in leash for Christ's sakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Full of beer. cheese, chocolate, and beer. Beer, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Beer. And I'm not even a beer guy, but it's so tasty. Belgium is the Disneyland of beer. That's all I'm going to yes. tell you. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's, that's all and I'm going to say. It was yeah. awesome. And so anyway, I get this train, and I think maybe the cure for my hangover is to get a bottle of wine and <laughs> have that with my breakfast. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> You're a genius. I'm a, You're I a, am genius, a genius, Tony. I am a problem solver. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'm in there, and I've got my headphones in, and uh, I'm a huge fan of Delta Joe Sanders. Oh, um, my God, yes. I love in him. In fact, he's going to be uh, – we're doing a songwriter night the night after the release at 550 South Main. I'm going to have some friends for a songwriter night. and The Windswept Plains of Memphis. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that song. And that man is just like – when we talk about music coming from a place, yeah. he paints a picture of a place better than anyone. Five o'clock in the morning time. Five o'clock. And that Actually, we even shout out five o'clock on this. Do song. you really? Yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, so I've got my headphones in. I've drank this bottle of wine, and uh, I'm listening to Delta Joe Sanders because I mean, it's just a good time. It's a You're good. You're looking time at to those meditate. windows. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at this beautiful countryside going on, and yeah. that's. I feel like that's the thing to meditate with. You know, on the on what I'm seeing, I feel like that that pastoral scene. I just got a hankering for some Delta Joe. He's queued up my earphones. I'm feeling all right, and uh, I drift off at some point. And I wake up, and I know I'm talking when I wake up, but I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. Uh oh, drool! There's just two French ladies <laughs> are staring at me, and I was like, "Man, I wonder what I was telling old Joe." So that's where the the um, uh, the the chorus, uh, "Confessing My Sins," the Delta Joe Sanders on a train headed south through France. That's where that came from. Really? So, and I and I actually uh, I, I sent Joe a video of us playing at Coupriang, and he and he liked it. Like I said, I'm just I'm a big fan. And it's funny because I get kind of like. Oh my God, Delta Joe like my thing, you know, yeah. and it's and it's funny because he's just a, he's just a, a guy you can hang out with and talk to. So I, I talked to him in the. He's like your neighbor, and, you know. He's yeah, man. Just any guy, we, me and Cecil know? would go see him over at uh, High Point Pub. You yeah. know, like it's a bar not as big as this room, and or everybody and and to me, I'm hanging on every word, and I'm looking around, and people are just blah blah. In fact, one of the guys is like, "Oh, that's just old Boxhead." <laughs> like, Boxhead? Like, really? Are you kidding <laughs> me? Modern day Shakespeare. You kiss my ass. <laughs> yes. Please so kiss anyway, my ass. Yeah. That's that's kind of where where it, where it came from. And the and yellow played on that one. Um, oh, that's just cool. Because it, it just it just fits so well. It's kind of a long song. Harry, uh, you I know, don't... Harry's a, a, a get it hit it quit it kind of guy. So he was 
accusing me of making it rain solos, and that's what I do. I'm like, well, solo, I, I, can, solo. I can imagine Harry's patience running a bit thin, you know, after about three and a half minutes, because, you, oh, yeah. you know, all the punk stuff that he did, I mean, there were a minute and a yeah, half, yeah. two minutes, and yeah, boom, Get it. Yeah. screaming into the mics, all the, you know, but but as far as his engineer work, and when he, you know, when he, I was going to say allow, but that's not correct, when he puts his, puts his, puts his mind at ease to let the artist do oh, yeah. what he's going to do. And he's totally good at that. He's, I mean, that's the one thing about cutting with Harry's everything is, is comfortable. There's yeah. no, we have the studio and there's no far. fear. No, yeah. there's no, it's like, no, I'll do it again. Oh, okay. Whatever. We'll try that. Oh, Hey, could you move that mic back two inches? Sure. And we just kind of, it just kind of flows like that. Yeah. And it was really, and I, and I feel like, you know, so bands, if you're listening, I feel like bringing a bunch of food and having it set up um, because you keep everybody's tummy from growling. And then you're more in a collaborative mood, you know? Grab a sandwich, grab a slice of pizza, whatever. Yeah. You and know. so, well, like, especially if somebody yeah. needed to punch something in, you know, you could, because we set the food up outside. People will go outside. I've done that here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's, I think it's it's a great way everybody kind of gets their second wind. Um, especially, you know, you're two or three hours into a record. Oh, yeah. And, and you're, you're getting kind of cranky fatigued. and weird. Yeah, you when know? there's eight or nine people playing and you're trying to discern your part in the headphone mix, it, you get fatigued. I mean. Well, sure. It's exhausting work. Yeah. yeah at I one mean, point, I think there was 11. Yeah, we had eleven people at one point in the room. I was explaining to my wife how how a record basically gets made, and I said, "I said you've seen all those documentaries about how movies are made. <laughs> it's a lot of hurry up and wait." And yep. I said, "It's not that much different in a recording no, studio. It's exactly that." And once you get you, you know you get into this take, and you got you have that's where the art has to really happen. Oh yeah, and if it's not correct, then you have to stop, grab a cup of coffee. Because yeah, you sandwich. can't necessarily quantify what is not right, but go upstairs, have a smoke for a second, clear your head, and then come back, and all of a sudden the world looks a little different. Yep. Not much, but just a, just enough. And if you, you know. can keep that self consciousness down about it, yeah, yeah, because it's like, well, it's only forever and for always. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is your child you're going to release into the world, and and yeah. when you if you take that pressure and just go lay it somewhere else and not worry about it, and say, I'm just I'm just here to make this record. We've paid our fees, we've paid our dues. We're here to yeah, do this. We're here just to kind of, do, and that was what I wanted to do, and that's one reason I really wanted to do it. Do it for the most part live. We replaced the vocals. On most of the songs, we replaced the vocals, but the fact that just to document where well, we were yeah, and what a time we were having. Yeah, there were very few punch-ins. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was funny because Jimmy Jimmy Stevens, a junior on the bass, uh, he's been in studios since the well, I shouldn't say the dawn of time. Jimmy has been in a lot of studios, and he's uh, he invented the wheel. Well, no, I wouldn't go through. He was so one of the waiters far, at the Last Supper. But I, I will tell you, when that man gets in a studio, he is in his element. Like he yeah. is, he is where he lives, and. Buddy, there are guys that are like that. Before you hit the stop, Jimmy knows that. Now nah, I slipped. I slipped on number. You know, I, I held out too long. On, yeah. I'm like, man, I've remembered all the words. Yay me, gold star. <laughs> you know, Jimmy's like, he's like, no, 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 no. Second verse about the third line. I'm gonna. Yeah, my ring finger there. was off the wrong yeah. spot. And buddy, yeah. you ain't, you ain't yeah. moving on until until he's got right. to take care of. Because I mean, he's just. He, he he's on, he's on that level and having been in so many studios so much time. Sure. So it's great for me because I'm kind of a loose cannon. So I have a couple of, you know, we have like the balance of personalities. That's why Brian's I like a you scientist so much. By trade, so. That's why I like you so much, Tony. You and I are both loose cannons. <laughs> exactly. It's I like, run my mouth in a completely different manner than you do, but still at the same time. Are you, are you ever surprised at what fell out of your mouth? Like. I did say that, didn't I? Sometimes I do. And it's usually like in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and go, holy shit, I said that. Right, yes, that's what it is. It's like, oh my God. I said that out loud. 
But then, but but the second I admit to it, it goes away. Yeah, it's, just it's like fine. yeah, fuck it, fine, you know. Yeah, it's like well, most people that know me, it's like yeah, we kind of know you're like that. You yeah, know, so what? Yeah. <laughs> it's always a bit of a dick, big deal. Uh, but train through France is not about being a dick at all. Um, and that's what I'm going to no. play. No, no, this is this is a sweet song. It's, a, it's 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 very cool, and it's more of the imagery. Definitely, yeah, definitely was trying to capture a, a being on that train and it's raining and I'm hungover as I'll get out and <laughs> little mi- little bit missing home, but a little bit. Well, that's what there's yeah. a homesickness that I think shows through. You know, oh, when you're away yeah. from your when you're it's away. It's a beautiful from homesickness is a beautiful agony. I it is because yeah. I love to go out places, but. Love to come home too. Well, let's play it then uh, from the brand new record. Thanks, y'all. Here's Tony Maynard and the Big Old Band, "Train Through France," right here at Radio Memphis. Tracks beat a rainy day rhythm So I'm drifting in and out of sleep Wearing sunglasses cause I'm hungover Learn to play the guitar because I can't dance 
Confessing my sins to Delta Joe Sanders On a train headed south through France Hey Joe, won't you tell us a story Like a Mississippi Shakespeare in 4-4 time
special show lined up for you uh tomorrow night at 8 p.m central it is um jimmy crossweight is gonna come oh, in. that's gonna be awesome yeah yeah the old mud boy and the neutron stuff so we'll uh we'll, we'll he's play got some, some amazing stories about he's him. an incredible dude yeah just one of the sweetest guys you can ever meet you know he, he did a weevil thing a while back and my wife comes on why are you si-? you know i'm sitting in the car why are you sitting in the car he's like i can't turn this off yeah I'm just i'm gonna be here for a minute sorry i have I have like three tracks from the Weevil sessions that he did: uh, Brownsville, Lighthouse, and St. Louis Blues. Those oh, those, those three tracks that they did over at Weevil, and it's so much fun. I mean, just to hear what what really was some serious Memphis music at that time, yeah. and it was so effortless. Yeah, it really was. And they just like just, it was like a rope around chaos. It wasn't. Well, you've kind of done the same thing here. Yeah, that's that's kind of my deal. <laughs> yeah, you've 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 got a kind of a rope around chaos. You've you've successfully managed to herd some cats, as they say. Uh, Tony Maynard and the big old cats. band, their brand new record. Thanks, y'all. Is what we're talking about here tonight. Those of you that are just tuning in, uh, Tony is here in the studio with Brian, uh, the uh, guitarist over there with the band. Uh, you guys have a CD release show that's coming up for this particular Yeah, day. this Thursday, um, uh, August Thursday. the 8th, 6 p.m., Lafayette's Music Room in oh, historic yeah. Overton Square. It's a great room. I know you've played it a few times. It's yeah, a fun room. That's, uh, yeah, that's kind of the big old band's home base, actually, because it's hard, it's hard to find a stage that you can yeah, put that many people on. Yeah. And Keith uh, Keith Lyle is uh, running sound yeah. over there these days, and Keith is really good. He used to be over at Stage Stop, you know. Okay, so yeah, he knows he he knows the deal. I, he, yeah, we've we've got to work with Keith before, and it's been good. So yeah, yeah, and I, I know Bubba worked with him a lot in the past. Oh yeah, too, so <laughs> go hungry, go thirsty, and have you a time at Lafayette's. Um, is do you guys have a, a cover charge set up for that? Um, I think they do. I think they do five on the early shows. I don't know what they do. Yeah, I think on the early shows it's it's pretty. It's like three or five. It's three or five cheap. bucks. Yeah, I think yeah, the jam it's... is like three bucks. But you know, yeah, just go, just go, just yeah. go. Honestly, it's it's a great place to see music because they actually care about music. Yes, they and do. They have you know the sounds there. It's not like when you see a music as an afterthought. So the uh, general manager over there, Julian Sally, who used to run the Hard Rock down yeah. on Beale, he's a he's a great cat. Yeah, he's a great dude. He's just solid as a rock. He cares about the sound. You know. Oh so. yeah, no, they they care, and then they treat the bands really well too. They, that's I mean, good. It's kind of one of those places that you really want to play. And the new backstage back there, the new green. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. Nice, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got a place to hang out now. Nice, your own bathroom. You know? Yeah, yeah. When it's, <laughs> it's, it's it, kind of cool. Yeah. When it when it's available with an eight piece band, you know, sometimes it, <laughs> you might be better off going up front. But. Well, you know, and there's there's always that. There's always somebody in the act. Steve Likens is in the chat room. He says, hey. uh, "Tony, I have it on good authority that Panda and Sharky are at home minding their own business in Memphis." That's good. You should mind your own business. And I'm, I'm glad that we survived our um, uh, our little clandestine video shoot the other day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Panda and Sharky are part of the uh, the Tony Maynard cinematic universe, apparently. 
Well, yeah, because video, of course, is a thing in social media and on oh, yeah. YouTube and all that. <laughs> and you guys are, are having to do some of that. And you did you you did the uh, the one for um, oh uh, uh, ain't, no ain't no freedom. Yeah, we did that at Claiborne. Which is a fantastic video. Oh, thank you. Christian Walker and um, uh, Jared Callen did that. And you recorded that song in that room. Yeah, yeah. Walt Busby, actually from Blackwater Trio, um, yeah. actually handled the recording. So, yeah, we recorded it live in the room. We had we had the room for eight hours. Um, it was kind of amazing that we, uh, Brian and I actually pulled microphones and cables. Um, it's like, well, I got this. Like, well, okay, put red tape yeah. on yours. I'll put white yeah. tape on mine. Yeah, right. Box. Yeah, you're color-coding your cables yeah. to make it work. Yeah. And we just we just barely made it, actually. And Because, uh, <laughs> you know, with that I much going on. we didn't use. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Out of this yeah. pile of microphones, there was one that was. So it was kind of one of those. It was an ambitious. Those are the best kinds. foolhardy, but we uh, no. that day, though, But you know, Christian Walker had had yeah. directed that set of videos for Beale Street Caravan, so he had yeah. done like my God, that that Negro Terror video. He did this thing's got like a oh million views. Oh my God, at yeah. the skate park. Yeah, the, uh, the the Voice of Memphis. Yeah, that is an incredible video. It really is, and it was totally you know, it was funny because I I grew up with Christian and and yeah. I knew I wanted to work with him on this video, and we we sat and talked, and just when he started telling me really how they did that those series of videos it wasn't you know they look really well produced and it's it's really totally a gorilla thing they showed up oh yeah kind of kind of figured the room out figured the space out listened to it a couple times this is what we're going to do and it was boom boom out yeah done oh yeah there was no multiple days of shooting or any of that Um, i'm i'm as a memphian i'm proud of that video yeah thank you man um it, it it because it it's 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 what it's so much Memphis to that. I mean, Claiborne Temple is so. It is, I mean, and I knew. There's, I there's to a lot of history there, there and, and it just it felt it fell together like it was meant to be. Yeah. So it was kind of one of the. I'd actually worked in there with the Grizzlies before, and yeah. uh, just being in there, and uh, actually, what what really got the hooks in me about Claiborne was uh, Stanley Booth, the author. Um, uh-huh. you know, he lives in Memphis now, and he did a talk at Stacks. Which was great because I was in there with our friend Bill Pichette, who's uh, do some stuff with Mount Zion, and he's got a really neat little website called The Little Picture Project that he uh, kind of documents his Memphis. He goes to see music, but anyway, so we were in there and it was funny pointing out, it's like, yeah, those guys are in Lucero, and that's David Porter over there. Just, everybody came to, to this talk at Stacks, and it was Stanley kind of reading, and he read a piece um, about the soul soul of Memphis, and it started with the Barquet's funeral when the you know when that plane crashed with Otis yes. and those and you know those guys they were they were students they were they were Ben Colley was like one of the only survivors yeah of Ben Colley was yeah. one of the only survivors and it was it was so you know and he read that he kind of sat down just at a table and read that article and you know with with the community gathering at Claiborne and then later finding out Claiborne was, was the rally point for the 68 sanitation worker strike. Yes. So the iconic, I am a man signs, they made those at, and passed those out at Claiborne. So there's so much, and there's uh one of the things and it's in the video. I tried to, there's just a, a split second shot of one of the, uh, the busted stained glass windows and they're covered up. And the reason they left that is because in 1968, a week before all that went down, the National Guard actually shot a canister of tear gas into the church through that window. Oh, wow. And that's why they left it. So that was, I mean, it's, it's very powerful. So it's still open. There's an open well, hole. Well, they've, 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 they've sandwiched something over it, but they haven't repaired the glass for that reason. Thus they shouldn't, yeah. No, exactly. Because yeah. there's, a, there's a, you know, the, 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 the teachable moment. And it was interesting um, just, you know, like I said, just being in that space and what they're, they're kind of restoring it in phases. So what they did, first off, they just stabilized it. 
So some of the plaster is being held up by a chicken wire, and it's, it's all perfectly safe. And, and there's a plywood floor. There's actually it's a, it's it's on the inside of the CD. There's actually in, in the little office where the pastor would wait. There's a tree actually growing up through the office. Oh wow! So it's it's just a, it's a, it's a really neat. So if you ever get a chance to go in there, they have events and they do things. And it's, are it's, there services still held? In yeah, there? the the uh, the uh, the uh, there's a downtown church that still meets there. Yeah. So it's and that was kind of when we were in there. It was like you know remembering that this is somebody's. Not only is it history sacred space, it's actually somebody's. You know that that's where they have their services. It's their spiritual sacred space. So we tried to make sure that you know we observed that, and we still had fun. Um, well, of course, yeah, I mean, we had, and we still had fun, but it was kind of remembering the ground you're standing on. You know, remembering what's what's important about it. Well, there's 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 nothing wrong with recognizing the seriousness of a moment, but having a little bit of fun at the oh, same yeah. time. I mean, I think that's that's what soul respect, music gives you, know? you. I mean, that's soul, soul oh, yeah. music. That's what soul music is. In senses, it's that's the way we adapt. Well, and I just queued it up. Ain't no freedom uh, because I think we should play it since we've been sitting here talking about it. But um, there's there's a lot of soul in this, and it was it was it was kind of I always thought in terms of the staple singers with it. Um, it was kind of it actually. So you wanted to stacks a little bit with it. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's I mean you can't you can't escape that. In uh, Memphis, well, gosh, you shouldn't. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's in the water, man. It's, it's the impending shadow over yeah, everything. Exactly. Over Memphis. It's yeah. right there. Why not acknowledge it? Yeah. And I, actually, it was that was funny because the song nearly didn't survive. I had the chorus. And all I had was the chorus, and I didn't, I didn't know. I, I floated around forever, and I didn't know what to do with it. And actually, uh, over the high tones, Skinny was doing this thing. He probably still is doing it. Whereas a band on an off night, you could just get the small room if you wanted to try mm-hmm. some things out. And he still does that, I think, on on off nights that you can get the small room at the high tone. Look at a Tuesday night, you know, yeah, grab the room yeah. on a Tuesday night, basically, and and you can almost run it as a practice. And that's kind of what we did, and uh, kind of brought it to the band and that. And there's no there's no real audience. There's a couple of people hanging around, but sure. you, know, you just kind of work. But you've got a room and a sound system, and it was it was great. And we kind of worked through it. And when the band got a hold of it, it was like, oh wait a minute, this actually has has more meat to it than I thought. And so then I kind of developed. That's what I developed the verses. And quite honestly, the verses were developed to be replaced. I thought that I had this chorus, and I could talk about what was topical in the verses. It's been two three years now, and you know Flint, Michigan, still doesn't have water. Right. Um, so the the sad part to me is what you know what what happens in the verses it's it's all still perfectly relevant. You were telling me I I guess it was off the air. Ain't no freedom was almost a throwaway track. Yeah, honestly, it was, and also you know we recorded it live at Claiborne because it's something we do live. But I I never intended to record it in a studio. I just didn't think it would. So how translate. did you record it in this mess? It's it's a cavern. It's a oh, big yeah, it's room. Massive. There's and it's all natural reverb. If you listen to the track, we didn't dial any. Like normally, you dial reverb in. So everybody was mic'd. Everybody, everybody was. was, yeah, was it was all mic'd. separate yeah. separate channel type of thing. It was, yeah. it was a remote yeah, we had recording a th- type of thing. Right? Channel board that we were um, uh, lucky enough to borrow and lucky enough to have Walt that knew how to run it. <laughs> and, <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. We we always tease about Walt being a wizard, but the man truly is a wizard. Boy, that he is. And yeah. uh, it was funny because he's out of Clarkston. And he had actually driven up. He had done a gig in Cleveland the night before, driven in, and brought the board with him. No, well, I, I had actually borrowed the board from somewhere else, but oh, he'd yeah. already gotten the software and knew what he was going to do. Oh yeah, okay. and uh, he was sick as a dog, and he just kind of came in and got to work. And like I said, it was kind of one of those. If anything had gone wrong, if any time thing had gone wrong, it wouldn't have happened. So we just kind of kept moving at it. And he had already built up. He already built in software, knew what he wanted to do. And uh, yeah, we we took the violin direct and we took the mandolin direct, but everything else is an amplifier that was mic'd. So you recorded it in essence live. Oh yeah, 
Well, basically, the, the process of it was is the whole band played the song, and I think that was the third take. Um, so the whole band played the song, and got a, once we were satisfied with the recording, and then we got cutaway shots and playback. So we played back that good take, did a couple for cutaway shots, and then you know got out. So you shot the video at the same time you were making the record? Yes. Yeah, we did it all at once. Wow. Yeah. So that's actually that's us live playing. And like I said, some of those some of those close up cutaways we Yeah, we, that's B roll, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. B rolled later, but the actual take is one take whole band. So the recording through. that we're, we're gonna play here is yeah. is, is, is it's what live. Happens. It's yeah. it's us live, yeah. It's it's in, on, And that's the essence of this, this is a live band. That's the essence well, of this sure. band. This is a this is a live band. For a for a band that doesn't I mean, I know you guys rehearsal a bit, but for something as ambitious as this particular tune, because yeah. this is an ambitious song. Yeah, it's, it's there's a it's lot going, going on there. <laughs> yeah. There's a big, it's a yeah. big sound in here. It's not just the big old band, but there's a lot that's happening here. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's just, and it's, it's a, it goes back to everybody's kind of the musicians all respect each other and their ears are open. Yeah, and then everybody hears where they need to go. I, I can't tell them what to play. I don't speak the same language that Alice does. No, you, you, know no, you, I mean? you brought, you brought, like you said earlier, you bring the skeleton, you bring the bare bones yeah, in, and then everybody hangs their bit of meat on it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I want you on it. it. I don't want you to play this thing. I want you to play you and you to play you. And that's, I didn't know it wasn't more developed when we did that at the high time. Yeah, no, there was, I didn't have any we verses for it. It just kind of, yeah. I, I, I literally just, just happened, went yeah. home and said, oh, I guess I need to finish this one. It's, it's <laughs> might be a song. <laughs> I guess I should do something with this. And for it, you know, it being in the back of your mind as being a, a quote unquote throwaway. It was, I, I always felt like I would be able to do something with it, but I thought it was going to be in the context of something else. And it's funny because I'm always thinking, because I think as a storyteller, so I'm always trying to find this, find a way to t- tie all the stories together, and it's it's a losing battle. But well, yeah, but and that's part of the artist's lament. Yeah, you're always going to chase it. You're going to be like, I don't know, and then you don't want to necessarily let that child be a child and grow up. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I would I would imagine, and we, we talk about this a, a lot with with uh, with with musicians and bands that bring in stuff to us, is that these songs that you guys write and perform and play in different places, they mature over time and they become a little bit different than what you laid them out to be. Sure. Um, and so far, I, I got to say, I've been happy with every one that actually grew up. Yeah. With, with his, with their aunts and uncles in the big band kind of raising them up too, you know, my estimation, just, just from my, my point of view, ain't no freedom is one of those songs that I, I can see it maybe change in very minuscule ways that are not all that important. Right. You know, just depending on the personnel that's playing the tune, the nut of the song, the real, the the reality behind it, I don't think will ever change. I don't think so either. And I think you hammered it down into concrete, pretty solid. And and it's it's one of those things that when you hear it, and if you've never heard this song, it it does make you think. And I think that may have been, you know, an artist will. No matter what they are, whether a sculptor or a, or a painter or whatnot, you know they they they'll, they'll create a piece and they, they they lay it out there, and it's up to those who consume it to come up with their own interpretation of it. This particular song is a lot like that. Yeah, it's very it's pretty open. It is open, but at the same time, it's a bit pointed. Oh yeah, it steers you in it steers <laughs> I, you in a pretty good direction. I lobbed a few, but the idea was that I mean honestly, at the at the base of it, I worry that we've quit talking to each other. And then that's really the base worry of it is that we're not talking to each other. We're not thinking in terms of 
what's actually really good for us without any party affiliation. What's but what's good for us as a society, and what's good to me? What's good for us as a society that everybody's taken care of. I think the timing of it is perfect because, as as we all know, as divided as this country has become, as divided as the society we've become, whether it's politics or social media or, or the news in general, we've we've become so separated and we're just backbiting and just there's, this and it's ug- not, it's there's not ugliness that's out there that's just not right. And there's somebody on the other end profiting from all of it. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? That's oh, kind sure. of like, that's the you could just look one step beyond. There's Well, this kind of cuts to the bullshit of it. That's what I was hoping to do. I think it does because it's, it's like, let's strip all that crap away. Right. Let's get down to the real brass tacks of it. And it's, it's, about, it's, it's a matter of what you've always written about, which is a matter of being human. Yes, yeah. Trying to trying to be a, have an honest conversation about something. Some of it is interpreted, but if it comes sure. across to somebody as it's pretty pointed, you know, truth only hurts if it should. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. If the shoe fits, right? Right. <laughs> you know, and <clears throat> this type of stuff, and we've seen it in in in, in you know, having been born and raised here in this town. Oh, yeah. Memphis is a it's a difficult city. As an artist, it's a hard town. It is. As a society, it's it's ugly at times. It's very beautiful at times. But we've we watched this happen, like you said, in sixty eight and even before. You know, oh, yeah. with, with with the riots and beyond. And with Dr. King's uh, you know, assassination here yeah, in this town. The the music that came from that back when Stax was still doing their thing. Oh yeah. There was so much magic that came out of that based in what was going on in this world. In a way, this is a political song, but in a way, it's not. And that was that that was actually by design because I I I you cannot help being a somewhat political creature in these days. But at the same time, you didn't set out to write it I, like no, that, no. I no. did not set out to write that. I set out to just kind of say, you know, my feelings were that we're missing, we're bearing the headline, we're missing the fact that no matter no matter what party affiliation, ethnic affiliation, when other human beings are suffering the entire human race suffers in some form or fashion that, that my, my good life would be better if everybody was doing okay. And I know that's, that's the artist's dream and everything, but it's the fact of the matter is <laughs> if we're not working not towards an artist, that. It's everybody's dream. It's everybody's dream. dream. Yeah, exactly. that, that if we're not. I want beer in my glass. I want a little pork in my pan. I want to be able to go. Right. And I'd also like to, you know, know that my neighbor's kids are okay. And that, you know, when I go out, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we harp on crime, but a lot of crime boils right back down to poverty. And in this in this country, we punish poverty. We we punish it. We make it shameful. And sure. I think that's where a lot of this starts. That we're not we're forgetting because you don't go out and interact with people. You're forgetting to see that these people are human beings. And I mean, both both sides are all twenty sides of whatever political coin. They're human beings. They're, they're people. Well, and that's that's part of the magic of doing this at Claiborne Temple. Yes, and that was one. Of, and one of the and that really uh, kind of ties it all back together. One of the finest, the, actually, the the the, the finest comment because I was I was very concerned that we were going into a sacred space like that, and the, the lady pastor. <laughs> you play the devil's music in the house of the oh, Lord. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh my God, Tony, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> well, you know, I've been hanging out with Cecil, so I got to yeah, well, think about these that. things. Yeah, you know. But uh, the the, the um, uh, <laughs> Doctor Nichols, the, the 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 lady pastor that that runs the the the. Uh, I'm trying to say the foundation that is actually taking care of Claiborne yeah, and bringing yeah. it back uh, sent me a message and said, when we counted our blessings this Sunday, we counted y'all amongst them. And I've, that's I've, cool. that, that, that felt really nice. Yeah. And at that point, uh, every worry I had about, I, I, I not, I didn't, at that point I wasn't even worried about what happened 
you know, with the video later in the public, I, I felt like I had done my job or I had, I had done what I needed to do to be, you know, just to be a good human being. And then what happened with it was just, you know, so you got some feedback up. already off of this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. And I've gotten, I've gotten mostly good feedback. I did play it a songwriter at one time and had a, um, uh, a man somewhat forcefully take issue with the, uh, line about, uh, worrying about the Muslims. And, uh, he kind of got in my face about it actually. And, it was it was interesting. Was he wearing a red hat? Was he by chance? Oh, I'm, I'm sure he was at He's, some point yeah. in his life. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it was funny because uh, I was telling you, my, I was with my buddy Luke Fisher, the songwriter, and uh, yeah. I said, "Man, that guy was an asshole." And uh, Luke's like, "Well, not so much an asshole as he was scared." Yeah. And it was kind of one of those things. Like, I Luke's Luke's got a little more experience than me, and he's been around, and it kind of I had to chew on that for about a week. Yeah. To be honest with you, when it, because my, my, you know, I felt threatened and I, you know, I, I can preach peace and love, but I'm still a boy from South Memphis. I mean, you know, I can tell you this, Tony, um, in the entertainment business, in show business, if you don't piss somebody off, you haven't done your job. You haven't done anything yet. You're exactly right. And, and thank God you did. Yeah, I don't mind pissing people off. Like, like you said, Brian said, you know, truth only hurts when it needs to. Yeah, you get a burr under someone's saddle. That you know, wakes them up a little bit. Make them think. Yeah, think about it. That's all I'm asking you to think about it. Just open up your head. It. Just you know, you don't have to agree with me. Just look what's out there. Don't look at that one spot. Right. You know. But uh, but on that, I think it's it's a good a good lineup to uh, to to hit us. Um, Ain't no freedom. Beautiful song. Thank you. I think. Uh, out of all the tunes on this record, I think this is this is the big single. I oh, really do think. I hope it's one that's last. I'm going to see. I'm, In a seven minute one, at that. Yeah, it, it, you know, <laughs> commercial radio is dead. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I you know, it really is. Anymore. We're a commercial station, but you know, by God, I'll play this. I'll play. I, it's in regular rotation here, and Thank and you. we we play the hell out of it. I love this song to death. The video is beautiful. Thank you. You guys did such a great job with it, and it's it it's it's it, it paints a wonderful picture that you wrote. So. Sure, appreciate that, man. So here it is. Ain't no freedom here at Radio Memphis. Books replace the science with no bizarre. Thirty pieces of silver for our national parks. The folks in Flint, Michigan, they got clean water to drink. Grocery store sells you poison. Twenty-five news got you worried about the Muslims. Path of anger and fear. There ain't no freedom till everybody's free. There ain't no freedom till everybody's free. There ain't no mercy till everybody has some. 
land of the free, the home of the brave. Working ourselves into an early grave. We show you the dream, then they take it away. You said when I was your age, I was buying a home to a young lady drowning in a student loan. Cutting off our own nose Just to spite our fame Ain't no free love And everybody's free
Here we're hanging out with uh, Tony Maynard and the big old band down here. Well, Brian. Uh, yeah, yeah, Brian J. Yeah, Brian's the big old band. Yeah. Uh, the brand new record is called Thanks Skull. We're, we're we're playing some cuts off of it, and I, I just cracked one open here and looked at it because you sent me the the, the digital stuff. Yeah. With the files. And uh, I'm sitting here looking at uh, the uh, who the big old band is, and it's it's a who's who. Yeah, we got a crew. Yeah. You want you want you want to you want to say hello to these people here? I mean, well, we're... yeah. Hopefully, everybody's out there. Of course, you know Cecil Yancey is my, my my singing partner, the Harmony and Hype Man, and then we got uh, of course Brian Mulhern on the guitar. Carlos Gonzalez plays mandolin. We've had uh, lately we've had Evan Ferris come out and play uh, Dobro and Lap Steel. Alice yeah. Hazen, everybody knows Alice. <laughs> Alice is playing. She's lovely. She's she's the best. <laughs> and then um, uh, my boy Vinny, Vinny Vinny Maynard is my as our keyboard. Your band. real boy, yeah, not, my, not my just your boy, son. just your real boy. Actually, yeah. it was funny. We were at, we were all at Central Barbecue last night to get the last shot of this video, and the late greats were playing, which is. Uh, Carlos is Central on Central or Central on Central because they're centrally located. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The number one, yeah. Somebody somebody actually thought Andrew Geraci was my son because he knew my son played in the band and he was playing bass with the bluegrass band. And it's like, no, actually, I play music with Andrew, but we're not related at all. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, my son was actually their man in the camera. But um, yeah, my son Vinny plays Jimmy Stevens Jr. on the bass. And then back on drums on the record, we had Steven Chopek. And uh, so sometimes it's Steven. That guy is a talent. Oh, my God. And he's, he's busy. I don't know how you scheduled him into this thing. He's, 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 he's super crazy organized. Busy. Yeah. He's, he's luckily he's super. Because with me, I'm like, oh, I'll get back to you. Hold on. Yeah. But I'm about to do a show with him, too. Yeah. So, he's, yeah. he's super. And he's, man, he's he's really good. And of course, you know, he's got his own thing going, too. He's really good at that. Oh, yeah. What's like Alice has got her own band thing going. Then he's got his own band going. Oh, yeah. So there's and Carlos has the bluegrass band, and so there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of overlapping circles in that Venn diagram. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> so yeah, when you know, so we don't. Sometimes we have Stevens, sometimes we have Bubba Bonds, which is Memphis musicians are so incestuous. That's what I love about it. Oh yeah, well, and that's that's you know that's that's the flip side of it. Just being a hard town to to make noise as a musician. On the flip side, you pick up the phone and you could have a crack band put together for tomorrow night. I mean, guys and girls that top notch, sure enough, cut it. Major league quality yeah. act, right? Right there. Well, like you, you know, know, we played at Lafayette's, and uh, Alice, Alice and Vinny were actually busy. Uh, Alice, Vinny, and Carlos—they were actually busy with something for Alice's band, The Blaze. Yeah. For the first set, and uh, I asked Randall Morton, the banjo player, to come sit in with us. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Just, just lit it up. And Randall's another one of those guys that you know. Not only is he somebody I just can't believe I get to play music with, he's just a blast to hang out with. Like he just, you know, and and that's the kind of people I look for. Yeah, when they, you bring that energy into the room. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and this, you know, and, and Randall's played with with all the, you know, with all the top cats. That's why everybody calls him Top Cat because and he's <laughs> just, he is a top he cat. Is, yeah, and, he's, and, he's, and he's just the, just the humility of it. Him and Cecil have been buddies for way back, and I, oh sure, I've gotten just. It's funny because I can literally remember being in, a, in, a, in an alley with other musicians talking about the first time we played with Randall Morton. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, because yeah, you're like, yeah, exactly. This is a world class dude. And then you, like, when you walk away from the experience, Randall has just been so, you know, nice about everything. You, you start to feel like you're a top cat just being in his gravity. It's, it's, it's the, the strangest thing, but the man's just his being. It's Cecil's, you know, kind of like Cecil, it's just his being is this. Kind of bombed. Well, you got this anchor of a band here of what, uh, seven, eight, nine? Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a total of eight of us that are 
I would say live for and then on this <laughs> and on this record you've got Yellow P, uh, yeah. Damian Pearson, um, Jim Spake. Jim Spake played sax on it too, and that was that was almost an inside joke. So, um, and actually, the way I know Brian is our sons have been playing in bands together since they were we tykes. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost it's almost a co-parenting relationship because they fight like their siblings. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought it would be funny. So Jim's son Eli was also in that band. So we thought it'd be kind of funny. It was kind of like. Man, I got a perfect spot if he's into it, and uh, let's call Jim Spake up and see if we can have their band. Their band, the last iteration, I guess the last name was called the Glow Girls, which is when there's only one girl in the band. So <laughs> we had three Glow Girl dads on Love Bunny. Oh, um, that's uh, nice. So, and uh, you know, Jim is Jim is a monster player, and he's oh, another shit. one of those guys that just just brings up the atmosphere of a room when he comes. Oh, well, into sure, it. yeah. Uh, just because he's just it's in his soul. He's a He's a good sold musician, and I'm not going to say. I mean, there are some musicians that are great musicians that I just Andrea play with. Yeah, my wife played on it. Yeah, she's. We actually cut that at the house. Yeah, she put some flute down, and uh, we actually just cut that track at the house. Yeah, yeah, we totally did. Well, it was kind of one of those, you know. I did not leave in the house and in my bathrobe and my shoes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. um, uh, Well, you know. She, I don't mean to disparage your wife. I mean, you know, uh, God nah. love her. You know. It, was, it was more of a crime of convenience, actually. <laughs> well, actually, what I did was I just recorded her play, practicing the track about a dozen times, and I was like, I got oh, what I need. I what? It. I haven't. I'm like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it. It's, it's yeah. Because awesome. <laughs> um, then Alice came in and played on that one, too. But. Additional vocals, Nancy Apple, uh, Annie Fears. Yeah, Annie Freeze. Freeze. The Excuse me. She's um, uh, uh, a, a theater goddess. Uh, Kitty Deering, I've known Kitty for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Kitty's great. Of course, Brian Hawkins, oh, this guy. He's... Oh, man, you know how we met Brian Hawkins? In fact, <laughs> I, 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 you got to play this acapella track. It's a short one. It's called The Whole World's a Big Old Band. We, uh, oh, yeah, Danny yeah. Day. I'll cue it up here. Um, Danny Day, in, is they were going, we were actually camping out at Danny Day's tree farm, yeah. uh, me and some songwriters. Well, it was also the first week in a turkey season, so Danny and Brian were going turkey hunting. <laughs> And it rained on our, our campfire jam, and Brian, you were there, and uh, Cecil was there. This was legendary. We're all, and, and uh, Tracy Rubel from the Fast Mothers show. Oh, yeah, I know Tracy, yeah. So we're yeah. all in this kitchen at, the, at their tree farm. This kitchen's built like in the 1860s, and yeah, we're jamming. Kitchen, so there was a lot and Brian there. comes out with this barbershop bass, and the whole room stopped, and he's like, ooh. Oh, like, dude, where did that, where come, did from? that come from? Yeah, because what at this is point, this? I knew I kind of knew he was a musician, but you know, I'd never seen him play or heard him sing. And, and yeah. you know, a lot of people yeah. will, will say, Oh, yeah, I'm a musician. And you're like, Oh, cool, we'll get your axe out, we're jamming. And then they start making excuses. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just not into it. Yeah. yeah, Brian Brian fell right into it. But when that bass came out, or like, I didn't know he sang bass. Oh, yeah, he's, he, he, he did because he's a hell of a harp player. Yeah, he did barbershop. He did barbershop. And he like he can and he can sit there and like and the boost port would be do 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 and then the tenor would be do like you you didn't and like literally so when I met this guy you know he's in camo from head to toe because he's been out with Danny hunting turkey he's been out the bush ticks. trying to grab some yeah, yeah man what kind of play real quick? yeah yeah play yeah. it so this he, is an acapella track so you got. We we had a, we had a bit, yeah Brian even sang on it. The whole it world funny. is a big old band. Oh, we actually and Alice sang on it, and uh, I'm listening when we're trying to mix it. She doesn't sing, does she? She does. Oh yeah, no, Alice is a singer. She sings on her album too. Oh, she does. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She's I mean, just full of surprises. With that with that pitch of hers, why wouldn't she? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no kidding, really. So, but it, it was funny when we were mixing it. I actually had to pull Alice back a little bit because her diction's too good. Oh, she's just, <laughs> like just... everybody else sounds like they got a rag in their mouth, and Alice is you know. <laughs> and here she is speaking the king's English. <laughs> well, well, here it is. It's real here short. Go. Here, yeah, here it is. Yeah. One, two, three, four. 
Whole world is a big old band. Everybody's on the family plan. Extend the finger and show it to the man. Whole world is a big old band. Everybody just wants to be free. Sing the song in the people's key. It's good for you and it's good for me. Everybody just wants to be free. Whole world is a big old band. Everybody's on the family plan. Send the finger and show it to the man. Whole world is a big old band. Everybody just wants to be free. Sing the song in the people's key. It's good for you and it's good for me. Everybody just wants to be free. Whole world is a big old band. Everybody's on the family plan. Extend the finger and show it to the man. Whole world is a big old band. Whole world is a big old band. Whole world is a big old band. That's awesome. Thanks, man. And it's the fourth cut on the record. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we were just kind of, you know. I, I would have thought that you would have ended the record with something like that. Well, that's where you I know. put Ain't No Freedom, because that's where I wanted to kind of drive it home. Yeah. Um, but, but it was kind of kind of one of those things I wanted to get all those those kind of Southern music flavors in. Well, and I could hear Nancy in that for sure. Actually, I mean, that yeah. was Annie Farese. Yeah, it was Annie yeah. Farese. Yeah, I Annie, thought Nancy, Nancy was singing Nancy, that. Yeah. Nancy put all the attitude on, on a fool for Oh, well, there story. it is, yeah. Oh, man, and that was that was a blast. Uh, Kathleen Quinlan. Yeah. Not the actress, of course. But. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, Kathleen stepped in on the day my soprano got sick on the oh, day of the Ain't No oh, Freedom yeah. video. Oh, yeah. And I knew uh, Alice and Kathleen did Teach for America together, and that's where I met, met Kathleen from. And she's a, she's a fantastic singer. And she's very, um, she's very, she's very reserved. She's like, "Oh, yes, me, yes. Are you sure? Are you sure?" And I'm yeah. like, "Of course, I'm sure. I've heard you sing. You're amazing." So she, I mean, she got okay. up there. Literally, she was, she came to be an extra. And I saw she'd click going on the Facebook event, and like an hour before, I'm like, "Hey, Kathleen, I got a thing for you." And she just jumped right into it. Oh, that's yeah. So that's actually on on Ain't No Freedom. That's her and Annie. Oh yeah, Annie has has this huge voice. Uh, Tony Barnshaw Dickerson. And now this that was uh, really interesting because Tony is a choir arranger and a songwriter and producer himself. He does a lot of these large gospel choirs. He met Cecil in a parking lot on a Craigslist deal for a refrigerator. They became friends over their love of gospel music. Oh, you're kidding me. This is not oh, God. This I'm looking so for nervous. a fridge. And then, yeah. oh, I happen to sing. And boom. Yeah, literally. And, and you can't meet Cecil without becoming friends with him. Oh, no, you can't. No. So when we got ready to do Ain't No Freedom, you know, there's a, there's a, that staple singer is very gospel kind of phrasing. And it's yeah. specific where you lift and you fall. And I didn't grow up in that tradition. And Cecil grew up. In the in the you know a Pentecostal singing tradition, which is its own thing, so he said, you know, we should uh, we should talk to my friend Tony. And so Tony, he's in the video, he's on the track. He came to a rehearsal at Brian's house, and it was mostly a vocal rehearsal. It literally, was just my guitar and the singers. And he kind of and at one point he actually sat down on the piano and kind of showed, you know, when this comes here, you go up. You, there's these little nuances of gospel phrasing um, to kind of get. Yeah, it's a whole world. It's, oh yeah, it's a very weird, distorted and, you know, world. And he yeah. was able to. I could. Uh, he he's, made just a few suggestions. Yeah, he's got to really be a great producer a because yeah. he came in and he just he didn't you know he didn't tear it down and start over. He listened to what we were doing. He said, "Okay, if you come up here and then do the fall here, and it has its its own internal rhythm that goes with it." 
And it was just, it was, it was a total game changer to the song. And obviously with the video and his, his and Cecil's voices funny coming from two different sides of the gospel spectrum. They just came together. So well, when we were mixing it at one point, Walt sent me a, a track where it was just mostly their two voices. And it was just the most beautiful thing. Listening to you for the last few seconds, this is music you've written that you had no concept that this would take on this type of life. No, not at all. And now these people are getting involved. There's three, four, five, six, seven, oh, yeah. eight people. And they're taking your baby and they're really stretching it out there and doing some things with it. And you're takes a village. But at some point you're sitting there going, Okay, I'm a passenger now. I'm not driving this bus. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How nerve-wracking was that for you? Or was it? It wasn't at all, actually. It was because, it like just I said, part I, of the creative process? I, had the, I, have, I have the things that, you know... It's the that faith I'm, that they, they would do yeah, it? Yeah, but, but that's why they're, that's why those people are in my circle. Because I like what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's... So I don't necessarily make music with people because, oh, I don't like get in my head. I need to make music with so-and-so because it's hot right now or because whatever. It's kind of like I have my, my folks and they kind of get me. I'm, you know, I'm, I am what I am. And they kind of, sure. they kind of get, you know, they kind of, kind well, of you're a likable guy. I mean, oh, I mean, thanks man. Sometimes <laughs> oh, we're, but we're all, kind of, we're all like, we all have that tinge of an asshole that's in us. I oh, mean, right. You exactly. Know. <laughs> you know, and it's been, you know, they kind of, they kind of get me. So I trust them. I, I trust them completely. And we just kind of, you know, we play through stuff. That's gigantic. It is. No, it totally is. That's... To 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 instill that kind of trust into another artist to say, okay, here's here's what I've kind of got on paper and I've sketched it out like this, and you guys are going to do something with this. I don't know that I'm going to like it or not. I mean, did was there ever in any point in this record where you said no? Not really. No. Um, we would come, you know. Well, you're way easy going, we might man. Make a, yeah, I honestly, the, it's funny because me and Nancy Apple, when we were riding down to Pontotoc to do this video, we are talking about that. A lot of producers will try to squeeze a performance out of people by, like, pushing down on them and, you yeah. know, activating the fear center kind of thing. And I, and I really, from just Because Nancy's kind of sensitive to that as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, she'd been. And through, rightfully so. She's been on a lot of records. She's been produced sure. by a lot of people. I mean, you know, Nancy's been a better. And because it's funny because I was kind of questioning her on that because when we were recording. Fool from Memphis, you know, she she would bring out these very subtle ideas. And then later on, she seemed shocked. She messaged me. She seemed shocked that I was receptive to her ideas. And I was like, are you kidding me? You've been produced by so many of the greats. And if you got ideas, that's what we do. We come into the studio, and even even to some, with the vocals, you know, live, it's usually just me and Cecil because that's just how it, how it goes. But people start, you know, making parts, bringing their ideas in. And I dig it, you know, see where it goes. I can always, I can always say, nah, we'll try, we'll try this. And that's usually the kind of the extent of it. I'll say, all right, well, maybe we'll try one a little less aggressive or we'll try one a little more, you know, whatever. A little I more was, subdued, a little yeah. more pedestrian, maybe. I was maybe. kind of yeah. going for like a, you know, a, 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 a whatever little thing, but they're usually kind of small things that I might, might hear to try. And everybody else is also free to say, what if we did this? And we do that. Like, if anybody in the band says, well, what yeah, if we did this? Well, let's just give it a go. There's yeah, we give it a go. And then we all kind of collectively say, oh, that yeah, sucks. cool. There's like, oh, or that eh, sucks. Nah, yeah, that didn't yeah. work. You know? Yeah. And just kind of back out of that. Yet. No, yeah. no, no, really. Nobody is like, oh, that's. And then sometimes, too, like, I'll hear something that I don't use on that, and I'll kind of throw it in the parts bin and, like, That'll can, come in handy later. That. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. It's yeah. like, but they can do that. I'm going to save that one for, well, for that. Well, and since you brought Fool from Memphis up, um, 
and 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 Nancy's input on this tune. Um, I, I I personally, I, when I first got exposed to this song, I, I I saw you perform it live. I think it was at the vault. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I think it was just you and Cecil. Me and Cecil. I think I think Evan Ferris was on that. I think one. Yeah, yeah, Evan was I think there. Evan's playing his dobro. And you and I got to talking about it because yeah. I, I approached you during your break and I said, that song is in absolutely oh, thanks, man. fucking incredible. You know, pardon my language, but that's just that's what, what it was. So you sent me this track that was a live recording. That, yeah, that we had done got, over at 831 Cooper. Yeah, um, over there over, over there in, in Cooper, Lodge, yeah. over old Black Lodge. And I took it and I manipulated it a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. then you and I went back and forth with it. That's the track that we've been playing for a while. So you you bring the band in and because there was this whole joke about was it Tim and the Troublemakers or <laughs> right yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, who who was what's all this all all about and it's such a a light moment in in that song you know and it's it is quintessentially Memphis and my wife who's not from here she she fell in love with the song she goes this is so right it's Memphis man and my favorite line. Of any songwriter, and I will say it as as a as a guy who sits here at a radio station with eight hundred and fifteen songs in regular rotation, I will tell you right now, my favorite line in all of this stuff is, "I'm in love with a river I can never swim across, and I think my blood type might be." <laughs> I absolutely love that Thanks, line. Man. That there's so much there, and every Memphian in the world will go, yes. Yeah. This place has its own gravity. When people leave, I'm like, yeah, they'll be back. Yeah. And then people in St. Louis are listening to this going, what the fuck are they talking about? I mean, you know, they don't, they don't <laughs> right. quite get it. They don't get it, right. This is this is a Memphis song for Memphians. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I never thought it would go any further. No. But I'm fine with that. But it is a wonderful song. Well, thanks, man. And with... Did you did you change anything in the song between the recording you sent me and this one? No. No, we just... Uh, Honestly, we had, we because we had we had actually thought about cutting that song later, um, and then we were kind of like we were at a point in the studio we were all there we knew the song, like yeah well let's cut it and we cut it and it's kind of one of those cuts I didn't even think even when we cut it I was like yeah it was, it was solid I got it in the bag if I need it and then the more I listened to it I was like you know I got it in the bag if I need it it was I, kind of one of those deals of it was very Memphis I need to because, fill five minutes here's this one yeah yeah no I mean I, I knew I I I'd kind of actually believe it or not I kind of had. Maybe I put that song on a pedestal a little too much, and I was thinking, well, really? we'll wait until we do this or that. And when I listened to that cut that we just literally cut because we were there and we had the time and we were all... It's you a know, good recording. Whoever made that oh, one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that, Harry, that's one, one that Harry did. Well, Harry did it, that It was one, a yeah. zero-pressure recording. When I got back and listened to it, I was like, man, everybody's really kind of like laying into it because it, there was no pressure to it because we kind of thought we were going to cut it somewhere else later. Um, and it was, it became the things like, the more I listened to it, it's like, you know, actually I, I really like, this is everybody just being themselves. Yeah. It starts off light and everyone. Oh yeah. In. Everybody just kind of like, Oh, there's so much Memphis in this. It. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, we did that over five and dime all of us in the same room. And of course we did the vocals. And then when we did the vocals, actually, I actually, I actually kind of tricked Nancy cause you know, Nancy lives down the street from the studio. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had I know. gone <laughs> to speak to her, her songwriting class at the university of Memphis mm-hmm. and that was fun. And, uh, well, it's like, I've done it a couple of times. The, the first time I did it, though, I got in and, like, I started funny. looking at the kids. His son was in there. Jim's son, Eli, who's been in the band with them, is in there. And then a couple other kids. I'm like, well, Nancy, there's, like, five kids in here that have been at my house enough to know I'm full of shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how good this is going to go. <laughs> but the next time, you know, the kids knew me, so it was easier. So I kind of said, hey, you know, she said something, I'd like to see the studio. I was like, well, look, we're going to be in there in you know, a couple nights. Why don't you just come on down? And she was down the street. So Nancy came down and we got her comfortable. And I was like, 
you know, since you're already here, and uh, I already had Annie coming in. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of like two, because they're both very strong women with very large personalities. Yes. And big voices. Uh, and huge voices. And then, when, and then you know, you were, you were, you had just kind of yeah. come down. I don't know if you were. I don't know you, why I was yeah, there. I, I think you were just like, we all at the studio. I'm coming by. <laughs> you know, like, I gotta uh, see this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And for me, it's gonna be a know. knife fight in Harry's yard here in a little while. It was gorgeous. It was kind of like it was like two queens like greeting each other and recognizing their power, and then deciding to combine powers. Two nations had met. And, yeah, yes, and it was yes. like you know, it was like we could put it together and kick all these boys' asses. And yeah. it was kind of like I'm a big personality too, but I kind of like sat back and watching it, grinning from ear to ear because they were kind of riffing off of each other. And I, I just it's another one. I let them do what they do, and it it, it actually got to the point where the, the the girls actually those aren't girls; those are ladies. But uh, they're queens. They are queens. They are queens. Uh, and the thing is, yes. they're they're queens enough that they don't have to tell you they're queens. You just know it. No, you and just know. Never no, would just, say it. It's like yes, yes, Majesty. How are you? Yeah, pretty yes, much. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So, and they actually kind of kind of really started shaping up the vocal, and the, like the bit at the end, uh, Brian, you got on it, Brian. Is not a guy that generally steps up to the microphone. They're the ones so, that talk yeah. me into it. Kind of, no, kind of, do it. Just yeah. do this. Yeah, just do this. Yeah, you'll be all and right. And they kind and of got they, that big ending they, out of yeah, Cecil, they too. They, they said they were going to help me, and they're like, oh, you Yeah, yeah, they yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, they kind of like, <laughs> oh, I'll hold on to you, and they just kind of let the mic go. Yeah, we got your back on this. Yeah, of you right into the abyss. Yeah, it was a hell of a night, man. I had to say. Yeah, I don't think I would have done it if it wasn't. Oh no, no. <laughs> Girls talk you into Yeah, man. yeah, they talked us into. But oh, yeah. but every every chorus they kind of did their own thing and they made their own arrangement. Oh yeah. It. And like one of them has an attitude and one of them's like this. So the whole thing, every chorus is a little bit Yeah, yeah, they like good cop bad cop. Yeah. It was it was fantastic for me to watch. Oh, it's that's beautiful and uh it is uh I think truly my favorite song on the record. Uh Thanks, man. I I really do love this song. Having lived here for some 25 years, I can relate to everything <laughs> in this song. If somebody lives in this town for a month, I think if they paid a close enough attention, just go down Madison Avenue for a moment. Yeah. And they'll live it. They re- they really will. Madison Cleveland is where you're ma- between Avalon and Cleveland is where I'm imagining yep. this whole thing That's takes pretty place. Pretty much, yeah. That was <laughs> that was where we ranged, man. And like I said, most of the things in that song came from, you know, the the group of friends that I played music with twenty years ago and you know, we, we did all that stuff. Well, I tell you what, kids. Uh, Tony Mater, the brand new record. Uh, it's called Thanks Y'all. Tony Mater, the big old band. It is available. We're sold. You have a show this Thursday. This Thursday, Lafayette's Music Room. This Thursday at Lafayette's. Go there. Um, go hungry. Go thirsty. It is a good show. You will enjoy it. Brian, thank you so very much. Tony, thank we're you. gonna we're gonna wrap it on this uh, on Fool from Memphis because I. I love this song thanks man i really really do this is, this is my favorite thing in the world so uh so we thank you guys so much thank you and anytime you guys need anything from us you just let us know okay we'll be down to see you all right all right well here it is guys we'll see y'all next time woke up this morning from a ten dollar drunk Sometimes I just can't believe my luck Feel like I got hit by a truck Getting by in Memphis Laid out on the sidewalk down on Madison Avenue My best friend said, man, what's wrong with you? Pulled our change for a 40 
getting high in Memphis. Cracking noon and my telephone is ringing. Late for my job in a greasy kitchen. I'll get another one tomorrow. Getting fired in Memphis. I saw Jerry Lyle harass a junkyard dog at the intermission of a monster truck show. Mid South Coliseum, I was 10 years old. Riverside Speedway on a Saturday night. Seen a couple of good old boys get into an axe handle fight. Eight on one, I didn't think it was right. Cracking heads in West Memphis. Car on fire outside of Wild Bills. Somebody's hollering, somebody's gonna get killed. Me, I don't know nothing. Mind my business in Memphis. But I remember Sputnik spinning in front of Joe's liquor store. Doing the funky chicken on Rayford's light-up dance floor. We all danced till our feet were sore. Hitting down in Memphis. I saw Jerry Lyle harass a junkyard dog at the intermission of a monster truck show. Mid-South Coliseum, I was ten years old. Jackie Fargo strut through them pearly gates. Rufus Thomas will turn to Johnny Cash and he'll say, Another fool from Memphis. I saw Jerry Lauder wrestle junkyard dog at the intermission of a monster truck show. Miss South Coliseum, I was 10 years old. Junkyard dog at the intermission 
of a monster truck show. Mid South Coliseum, I was 10 years old. The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.